This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. Bear with me here. My theory is that Reed Duke is secretly Canadian. I thought you were going to say, is Gerard Fabiano? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to you by ManorDeprived.com and 60Cards.com. Check us out. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mice they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. I don't know about you guys, or I'm just mind-tricking myself constantly. (laughs) (laughs) Jay Bush. They're of a different culture, KYT. They prefer their magic untainted by the internet. Scotty. Then you just pull the fucking Mind Slaver and you just dome them with their own dude. That's entertainment. And now, the A-Team. Hey guys, welcome to episode 65 of the A-Team Podcast. This is KYT with Jay and Scott. How's it going, fellas? Awesome. Awesome. I'm sorry I couldn't make it last night. <laughs> You're fucking terrible. What do you mean you couldn't make it? I saw you in the chat. Oh, okay. I can't play. I can't play Commander. I can only watch it. <laughs> what an well, asshole! Well, I had to let someone else that was uh, a lot better than me crush you, Jay. Um, it was the worst. And fucking Mo, I'm never playing fucking EDH with that piece of shit ever again. So, Thank you for lending so, me cards, Mo. <laughs> Tonight we have a returning guest, um, someone who has popularized streaming in terms of magic uh, in the last. I don't know how long it's been now. It's got to be in the last few months. Um, AJ, soccer. How's it going, AJ? Hi. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> oh, uh, streaming. It's actually only been like a month, if that. All right, because now like everyone seems to be doing it. So like, oh yeah, it's like exploded, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah they well, want to be like me. You brought it back, right? <laughs> like even even Tom gave you the props for it too. It was yeah, sick. Yeah, I was kind of the first one to do it. Like, well, people used to do it uh, a little, but um, yeah, obviously, I just took it from StarCraft, like any other good idea I've ever had. <laughs> nice. Well, it's uh, I I gotta say, um, I, I've been streaming a little lately uh, in anticipation of our our uh, big commander game that obviously went down yesterday. We had a, an absolute blast, so much fun, and uh, if you guys want to check it out, you can um, see it up on uh, Twitch TV forward slash Mr. Scotty Mac, and uh, I think KYT is going to link it as well to uh, Mana Deprived, and we'll probably get Jesse to put it up on 60. But uh, It makes yeah. me so happy when you say out. Out? Out. 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 So you don't have to. That's right. <laughs> Oh, I got such I got such shit for that last night too, eh? Yeah, you wow, did. It's terrible. The trolls are alive. Anyways, uh, yeah. So check. Uh, so so 
Make sure you take a look at it because it was a lot of fun for us to do. And if you guys want us to continue to do that, there's 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 apparently interest. We may be doing this on a monthly basis instead of just once a year, maybe uh, every quarter or whatever. But it'll all d- depend on um, how much you guys want to see it. So let us know. Hit us up in the comments. Uh, view the shit out of the stream so that we know that it's something you guys want to see. And we've got, like, AJ, for example, has you know graciously offered to uh, troll the shit out of us next time around. So It's going to be great. Yeah. So I mean if I'm that's excited. if that's something do, do you, you want to see. Do you remember the Pro Tour that um Pierre Canali won? Nope. Alright, well <laughs> never heard of him. Alright, well, Pierre Canali well, won a Pro Tour with Affinity. Yeah. And they let one Osip Lebedovich in the booth and uh-huh. he was just destroying him the entire time. That's oh, what, that's what oh, Gigi's live should be like. Gigi's live should be like that. Then I would fucking actually watch it on SCP <laughs> Live or whatever bastard-ass show is on now. AJ, is that the one where he beats Shuhei or one of a, a Japanese player? He, he in the yeah, he beat... Yeah. Um, I, I know. Like, that top eight was just super stacked, and then this, like, no-name guy <laughs> with affinity who just played like garbage and obviously won. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, the... The footage of that coverage is, like, very hard for for you to find, because, like, they took it down and everything, and have not let anyone besides the two commentators in the booth ever since. That's crazy. Yeah, he, I just pulled it up. He beat Shuhei in the finals, yeah. and the top eight was um, Jeffrey Cerrone, Masashi Oiso, Olivier Ruel, some dude named Nick West, um, <laughs> some Ruchi famous guy named Nick Arita, Gadiel Schleifer, Shuhei Nakamura. Yeah. So just like some of the best players of all time, and then this no-name with Affinity. Who was just trolling. And, yeah, and just played so bad. And Osip just the whole time was like, I cannot believe this guy's about to win a pro tour. (laughs) And, and like, they panned to Shuhei, like, trying to think his way out, and he's just like, I feel so bad for Shuhei that he's going to lose to this donkey. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I'm going to, my favorite line is, I'm going to write a book called How to Win a Pro Tour. And the first chapter is, buy four Arcbound Ravager. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Nice. I think it reached sometime. I, I, like, saw someone tweet or upload it somewhere. Because I saw that video very recently. It's a nut. It's funny, you know, like, we, we had that discussion uh, as well. At, uh, Jay, what the, I can't remember who the hell we were having it with. but. um Oh, it was last episode when we had Tom on, and we were talking about how all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, he had the we had the resurgence of the whole uh, Steve Menendian thing that oh, just like yeah. came out of nowhere, right? And it was because Patrick Chapin, I guess, had a bunch of JPEGs actually, like you know, sitting on his computer. So someone's like, "Oh God, where can I find this?" And then all of a sudden, just like six consecutive tweets, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> there it is. Oh, hilarious! No, no, no. What happened is like people were talking about it, and then and then they're like, "Man." It's too bad that the the forum has just been <laughs> moderated into oblivion and that you can't see the tweets anymore. And then Patrick Chapin just, like, slides in, all sly-like, and he's like, hmm, what's this? It's a six yeah, I know, I know three people who have it completely saved. <laughs> Fucking insane. It's so funny. Mm. Mm. I love it. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, anyway, so we had a, we had a ton of fun. Um, 
you know, outside of that, uh, it, the stream has been an interesting experience. And, and like we said, I mean, AJ, you've sort of been, you know, the, 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 the grand, the, the godfather bringing it back. And even, you know, Tom gave you the big props for that last, uh, last episode too. And I mean, something that I've always said, I mean, this is, this is exactly the sort of medium. And I mean, I think when we first had you on and you were talking, you know, after you'd finished uh, your first episode of AJTV, maybe it was the second one. And, uh, you know, I remember distinctly saying, this is exactly the medium that we, the community require, you know, like detailed analysis, live action, you know, play by play, let's have a discussion. Like it's exactly what we need. And so, you know, what, brought you, you know, obviously aside, you know, how did StarCraft, I guess, bring you from, you know, AJTV now to just bringing the stream back and, and really, you know, owning the shit out of it? Um, well, like, for a while, I've been, I mean, basically, since I started writing, I've been, like, looking for ways to improve magic content, because um, I was just really, really unhappy with the state of magic content. Um, it's the worst. Yeah, it's, like, pretty bad. And, uh, <laughs> Like, when I was first starting, and I guess I guess it was before I started, but then, like, I could go back and read it, but then, like, we had Tim Ayton and Jeff Cunningham and Osip, and then these, like, amazing strategy writers, like, Chapin, when he was uh, at his, in his prime, and then, like, after I started writing, uh, Paulo started producing amazing content. But, like, besides these sort of diamonds in the rough, like, the rough is rough. <laughs> like that, there. A lot of the content is just like really bad or worthless like or not as good as it could be. And um, so yeah. So like, I, I ever since started writing, I started writing. I've been trying to improve content. And uh, so the the first few things I did was um, like examine what makes a good article good and what makes a bad article bad, and produced actual writing content to a point that I was like pretty content with. But then. The Magic Show, Evan Irwin's project really picked up, and that kind of like blew my mind. Where I was just like, "Oh, well, we're, I'm not restricted to this medium." Actually, my other inspiration was Kyle Sanchez with his horrible little MS Paint drawings uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. in his old Star City articles. If you remember <laughs> yeah. those, yeah. But yeah. um, but that's that's just like a realization that I'm not as capped as I thought I was. Um, in in like my ability to express what I want to, and that's really when I dug more into when I and I'm, I was actually like sort of at the at the beginning of Gigi's live, because uh, I'm friends with Rashad, and so I mean I I didn't ha- I wasn't part of the company, but I was was definitely like interested and in, you know did what I could for them, getting in the booth and whatnot, and uh, helping them sort of refine their thing, and then AJTV came to me from day nine. Uh, and then, yeah, streaming from the rest of StarCraft. And um, the thing is, people want more than just deck lists. And that is a new thing. Like, that that was not the case when I started writing. And it still isn't for, for the most part, but it's, it's, it's a movement in the community that people don't just want deck lists anymore. They, they actually want to learn. And I think the best way to do that is through example and through actually, you know, visibly being able to see plays and game states and decisions being made. So natural evolution leads to streaming. Nice. 
Isn't it uh, true, though, that pa- Paulo doesn't think that it's that's accurate? Because I saw him talking today, and I just was curious about that, because he seemed to be challenging that idea. Not, like, disagreeing, but just, like, actively participating in the discussion, uh, playing the other side, where he's saying, like, he doesn't he doesn't necessarily think that it is the natural progression to streaming. Um, I mean, you have to take whatever Paulo says with a grain of salt, first of all. Because... <laughs> To say he's like a contrarian is being generous, <laughs> but yeah. he is the person, and I love Paulo. Like he's one of my favorite friends uh, on the pro tour. But he is the person that I know in this world that hates change the most. It seems so, like an accurate statement for sure. Actually, so anything that's different, he's going to oppose immediately. And very strongly. And he's extremely intelligent, so he's able to play devil's advocate very well. Yeah. Um, Defend his points to the... You know, exactly. Yeah. But he... he, uh, it's, not, it's, it's not coming from a logical place. Um, and I understand why people wouldn't think that streaming is the future. Um, but, I mean, frankly, I think those people lack vision. Uh, I mean, streaming is the future, just like Magic Online videos were the future when I started doing those, and then AJTV was the future, and now streaming is the future. Like, I I don't do much well, but I understand how the forms of media evolve, and how, and what sort of content people want. And the 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 community response to all of those things has been enormous. Like, obviously, Moto videos are now just a staple of Magic content. Yeah. That's, it's like, they, they've they supplemented articles to the point where now, like, half the content you're getting, almost, like, probably a third of the content you're getting, is video. That was not the case. Like, Channel 5 even, just a little, a couple, even just a little while ago, wasn't it? Like, that's... Yeah, that's a pretty recent thing. Yeah. Um, and, like, I remember, and, and I fought for it, like, when Channel Fireball first started, one of the things they did was they started doing more video. And I was at Star City at the time and did video, and it got unbelievably good response. And then I went to the Star City guys, and I was like, listen, this is the future. You need to jump on this. Uh, and then, like, I got ignored, and, like, they, that didn't really happen. Like, I produced enough. I, I produced, like, two or three video articles, and then that was pretty much it. And then I left Star City for a short while, which you can hear the story about that. Yeah. from the first podcast, uh, first time I was on this podcast, but then when Teddy Card Game came in and cleaned house, one of the things he did was start more video content. Mm-hmm. And now it's it's part of the part of the thing. It's just like people don't want change, but it's actually like, it's not change for change's sake. It's, it's an evolution. Right. You need to let the mediums grow at the same time as the community is growing. Mm-hmm. And let people use their different skills and, and and so forth. Well, and like I think it always comes down to as well as the not everything is the sky is falling scenario. Yeah. 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 Well, like people and people say I don't want videos because X Y Z, and it's like that's fine. I'm not saying that they should replace articles, but like to say that articles are perfect and that videos have drawbacks while articles don't like they're just completely different. Mm -hmm. So it's like you can, you can pick and choose your content. Now it's like an empowerment of 
the consumer to be able to pick and choose what content they're choosing to spend their time on. I think that that also speaks a lot to the generation of Magic players that we have up and coming, right? Like people that, you know, are, are of my school, as it were, um, are often content to read, you know, articles because that's what, you know, I mean, like I'm I'm early 30s, right? So, I, I mean, that is the way that they learned. You get the kids right. now that are coming up and are, are uh, you know, the 20-somethings, the even, you know, 16-plus, and, like, all they've ever known and all they've really been exposed to, to to learn effectively is, you know, interactivity, video, you know, um, yeah. more live content than just putting, you know, words on a page and expecting them to get it. Yeah. So. I mean, American public school system and all, I don't even know if uh, articles are going to be viable with the uh, literacy rates, you know, so. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's time, maybe it's time we start moving a video. <laughs> so, um, KYT, you had some questions in particular, I think. Yeah, right? yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a few questions. Uh, for me? Yeah, 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 for you, AJ. First of all, I'm trying to see what I want to say about the the future of, of streaming. I feel like I learn more from AJ TV than your live stream. Yeah, that's definitely true. Right, well, right. I mean, so, do you think the future might be? live stream of you going over someone's game, I don't know, um, or something like that, or like you said, voicing over our EDH commander game or something like that. <laughs> right. Because yeah, no there's... one really has the effort to do what you... I, I'm thinking no one has the effort to go through old game footage and just completely break it down and then make a video, interlace it with the footage like you did uh, for uh, AJTV, like your Watanabe video. Yeah. AJ Soccer is the hardest working man in Magic. <laughs> 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 uh, like this this last video that I'm actually going to record AJTV five right after this podcast is over. Um, it took me so long to do because I had to work. I like I had to do so much pre editing, mm-hmm. so much more than the other the other uh, AJTVs I've done, and to the point where like now it's been over a month since the last AJTV came out, and like that's not okay with me. I want to do one every like two weeks. So it's it's hard. I'm gonna. I mean, again, it's my, only my fifth episode, so I'm still learning, uh, and I'm I'm really gonna have to find a way to strike that balance of having the highest quality content within a reasonable time frame, rather than trying to, you know, succumbing to my perfectionist uh, insides and and trying and my um, I don't know lack of confidence where like I don't want to put out. Uh, something that's not the best I can do. Um, so, like, that that's something I'm going to have to work on and something I'm aware of. So that's just going to improve with time. Uh, as for the stream, like, definitely. I mean, my stream, like, okay, so, so let's talk about streams for a second. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the traditional view of a stream is you just sit and watch someone play Magic. Then the next step, which is starting to come to fruition more and more is uh, audience interactivity, where you can, uh, or I'm sorry, no, the next step is commentary, live commentary. Uh, the pros discuss what they're doing and why while they're doing it while you're watching it live. Now, the third step is audience interaction, which is people can ask questions and you can answer them or suggest plays and you can tell them why they're stupid and wrong. <laughs> and that's the step that 
um, most people are at right now, which is good. That's really good. Um, it's like far better than it was. Um, but and it, and it, and that third step is actually really hard because it's hard to try and read what people are saying and concentrate on the game state and play well and commentate. Um, like I don't, I very rarely look at the chat while I'm in a game now, unless there's like some downtime. Um, just because you end up timing out or forgetting something on board because you're listening to the chat. Um, so like the, there are dangers like that. And, um, again, it's, it's just practice makes perfect. I'm, uh, I'm getting better and better at playing while streaming. Um, but the, and the people that come in, um, would rather prove a pro wrong or come up with a better play than a pro than then learn. Yeah, then actually see what the best play is. No, so, like, okay. somebody can just, somebody will, what often happens is people come into the chat and they'll just spew off, like, three different plays on three different turns. And then on the fourth turn, they'll say something that's slightly more optimized than what you did. And then it's just like, ha, I knew it. Like, I did this play. You know, it's like they're trying to, like, build themselves up instead of actually trying to learn and, or interact in a meaningful way. And, like, that is really frustrating. But that's – I'm pretty sure that's just part of the – I mean, it's the Internet. You know, there's always going to be, like, immature people. So uh, that's, like, one of the biggest problems with streaming right now. But then that fourth step, uh, the third step being audience interaction, is quality of actual streamingness. I don't know how else to say that. It's, <laughs> that was I'm, pretty good. I'm very good with words. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a writer. Maybe you've heard of me. No. But, <laughs> nope. <laughs> trying to think of a better way to say it. Viewer experience, a higher quality viewer experience. Okay. So that means higher quality stream, um, professional looking, uh, and fun and interesting. And like, that's, that's what a lot of people are stuck on is that, that stage because a, they don't know how to work the streaming tools and, uh, and the websites and whatnot. So that's just like technical incompetence that will be overcome in time. Yeah. Um, but that's like where we are right now is if you flip to any stream, pretty much any stream but mine, like their ratio will be messed up. Their audio won't work. Um, you know, the, the audio quality or the visual quality will be really low. But that's just because I, I've been doing it longer and have the background in StarCraft streaming. Okay. So I have all that technical knowledge coming in. That's not like me being better than anyone. That's just me coming in first, and they'll catch up in time. Um, it's experience. Right, exactly. But then that other side of it, besides just technical know-how, but making it worth watching for people for fun, um, I think that that's a lot harder to do. Like, a lot of the personalities that have started streaming are very entertaining personalities, they can be grading at times or um, or not come off well. Or play um, like, Lady Gaga in the background. Yeah, that's where I was going to. Like, <laughs> they'll, they'll have bad music or they won't, they'll have bad visuals or they won't have any visuals. Like, what I do on my stream is between rounds or whatever, when I'm interacting with the audience, I'll cut to, uh, like, 
nice, clean-looking overlay with a little webcam of me so I can, like, talk and hang out with the chat and, like, answer questions and stuff. And that's awesome. But everyone else's stream, it just, like, sits on the blank moto screen while they listen to horrible music and, like, go do something else. And, and like, I like that, that the, things like that make a huge difference. Yeah. Like a huge difference. And I don't know if the magic community just doesn't get that or well, it's like just, what? I think it's just time <laughs> just that they, they're so new to this content that even the viewers don't know how bad the product they're getting is because for them, it's like, Oh my God, a stream. This didn't exist a week ago. That's awesome. I get to watch these awesome players stream, but only when, you know, a year from now, when streaming is more uh, mainstreamed, uh, will people look back and realize how much better it could have been? And, I don't know, that's, that's like the goal that I've taken upon myself, is to really try and be the pioneer of producing a higher quality stream, mm. uh, and, and to get the other people that are streaming to recognize what, what that quality is. Okay. I kind of rant a lot. <laughs> no, I... He's like the Ron Paul of magic as well. <laughs> um, so, AJ, my other question was, I think I may have read Sam's Black status because you uh, liked it on, on Facebook. It was uh, concerning ghosting. And I just wanted your quick thoughts on, on what you thought right. about that. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, ghosting is another term for stream cheating or stream sniping or cheating by watching the stream while playing against someone. And um, I'm actually going to pull up Sam Black's Facebook post because it's awesome. Okay. All right. Jay did that to Scott last night. <laughs> All right, here it is. Sam Black. Streaming is the future of magic strategy content. Ghosting slash stream cheating discourages growth in the medium, which hurts the community as a whole. It's still worth doing for people streaming, even if they get cheated sometimes, but not everyone understands that or is in a position to play the same, quote, long game. Long game meaning uh, doing what's best for the community in the long term rather than uh, a small game in the short term at the cost of uh, community growth. Some people seem to think streaming slash not having a delay is stupid, and people who do it deserve to get cheated. I think they justify cheating to themselves by saying they had it coming. Do you really want to teach them a lesson that they shouldn't try to expand the magic community and teach people in new ways? When you stream cheat someone, you're not just beating them by cheating. You're hurting the community. Please don't do it. I've seen people who are watching a stream live or watching a stream leave out of respect when playing against the streamer. I think we as a culture can encourage that behavior. Please help. Thanks. Um, I've personally had this happen to me twice already, where somebody was, like, watching my stream, we get paired, and they leave. Uh, I know Owen, it's happened to Owen a couple times, too. Like, the people that are watching the stream, hopefully by watching the stream, that means they have enough respect for this, for what streaming is, that they won't uh, try and cheat. But I know there's some, like, kids who don't know any better, or, uh, I don't know, assholes, but... <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, like, by being stream-cheated, you're not losing that much, right? Like, if you're being stream-cheated playing, you know, high-stakes poker, yeah, that's very oh, bad. <laughs> but 
if you're being stream cheated in uh Magic Online eight four, like Yeah. Whatever, you're out twelve bucks, but like there's still chance that they don't get paired against you or that they if they're trying to join queue queue with you at the same time, like I always queue off off screen so that uh to try and minimize that but like i'm not going to put a delay in my stream because like i said i think audience interaction and live commentary is a huge part of uh what streaming is as as a medium for content um but honestly my goal is that through like uh ad revenue whether it's uh magic ads that they put in personally or through twitch ads um twitch tv ads uh through some sort of partnership um hopefully soon it'll be so it'll be profitable enough to be streaming that you can spew off tickets by being cheated. Okay. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, I'm investing like, yeah, I, I, let's say I join a draft for 13 tickets. Right. And let's say I have a one in five chance of getting paired against someone who's stream cheating me and that, or who's watching my stream or knows about my stream, and then there's, what, a 50-50 chance that they have the respect to leave, and then the 7 eighths chance that it actually makes a difference, because sometimes you just curve someone out and there's nothing they they can do, even if they know your hand. That is like a fraction of a ticket of expected value that then I'm willing to give up, even though, like, you know, if you draft 30 times or whatever, that's two dollars then like that that's something i'm willing to give up like that's an invent a two dollar investment that expected value that i'm willing to invest in streaming as a medium and in the community as a whole to uh to have streaming be a viable medium because i think it is worthwhile okay Hmm. nice yeah i think that so long as uh we can, you know, continue to try to communicate this properly. Like, people are always just going to be disrespectful assholes to some, you know, uh, I mean, to in some way, shape, or form, right? Yeah. Um, you always just kind of have to expect that, you know, with the best comes the worst. But I think that you're right. I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly in the fact that the value far outweighs the potential cost, Yeah. I think, e- even to the individual player, right? Yeah. Um, this is going to do, you know, it's, it's going to allow you to become w- way more prominent in the community, right? Because you're, you're allowing yourself to become more accessible, yes. uh, which I think is a really big thing because I mean, traditionally that whole, you're a pro, I can't talk to you, <laughs> you know, thing is, <laughs> I mean, like doing this podcast has been really good for us shattering that myth, but you know, we hear it from you know, friends and people that are fans of the show that are even like, they feel the same way about us sometimes. And it's just like, 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 facepalm, like, fuck, like I am so much more normal than like, (laughs) Oh my God. Um, the best was, uh, I was, I was at MLG Orlando with my little brother, Jackson and, um, Zach Eflin magic player. And, um, he was, Zach was laughing at me because I was freaking out about, uh, meeting someone. I think, like, might have been, might have been day nine, it might have been someone else. But anyway, I was just like, oh my god, you know, like total Beatlemania, and um, and Zach was laughing at me because 
I have made fun, or not made fun, but uh, like laughed at the ridiculousness of people that have been afraid to meet me to Zach. <laughs> so like, I was just doing the same thing that I'm like, I don't get why people do that. If they just like come up to me and you know, as long as they're not like being a dick or trying to waste my time or whatever, you know, as long as they're courteous and like, I, I love meeting people. I, I like, I'm very happy meeting fans, and like. Yeah, so I would laugh about how ridiculous it was that somebody would be, like, uh, like too nervous to, like, ask for my autograph or whatever, but then turned around and did the same exact thing in another community. It's funny. Yeah, so, like, it, it is a natural response, but, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know, it is what it is. As for, uh, like, streaming, uh, you know, making you more accessible, that's definitely true, and, like, in my stream, uh, in every stream where they're doing commentary, you get a little taste of their personality, but I really like to have a lot of fun with my stream. Um, so I'll, like, make jokes and, like, have sound effects, and then, like, between rounds, I'll answer questions, whether it's about magic or my life or, you know, StarCraft or poker or uh, economics or whatever anybody wants to ask me about, then I, like, engage in a conversation. We've had, like, hour-long conversations about, like, anime and stuff, just whatever anyone wants to talk about and like brings up in the chat, then I'm just like jumping on it. And we all have this awesome conversation before the next round starts. So like you really get to, it's basically like hanging out with me, you know, yeah. like it, it, I, the, the way that I've set it up is I definitely get to infuse as much of my personality into the stream as possible. And, um, and it's really awesome. People respond to it. So, I mean, I'm hoping I can keep doing that and I'm hoping other people start doing it too. Well, I mean, the notables that I've seen that have started to do it are like Tom obviously picked it up right after you, yeah. and uh, Martel. And I think, yeah, Martel, exactly. <laughs> and and you should, you should, there's a lot of Toms in Magic. You yeah, no. well, Tom it. Tom Ma was apparently all over our stream last night too, so it was, yeah. it was pretty funny. I just made him a moderator of my stream today. It was kind of dangerous. <laughs> that's that's really dangerous, man. Yeah, I, I thought he was like, he's like, all right, first order of business as moderator. Everyone has to tell me I'm cute or they get banned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, so yeah, definitely, uh, Mr. Martell. Uh, Owen, I think has started one. Owen well. streams a decent amount. Um, Luis streamed a couple times. Kibler tried to get streaming going, and Sam Black is really starting to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those I think the people Kib- I know about. Kibler made mention. I think he he recently was having computer issues, right? So I think yeah. he solved all those. I think he just uh, tweeted today about getting a new headset or something. So he's yeah. uh, pretty much good to go once his allergies pass or whatnot. Yeah. So sick. Yeah, it's. I think it's definitely where we should be headed, right? And I mean, mm-hmm. it allows you guys to. It's like you said, you can infuse as much or as little in, of yourself into it as you really want to, and and it it really will help differentiate the experience from one stream to the next. Is definitely right. is the personality of this dragon. All right, for, for the StarCraft people out there, um, like, oh, I, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I don't really care. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding, go ahead. In, in StarCraft, there's, like, all these super master players that stream, and they all get, like, a fraction of the viewers as this guy Destiny, because he is, like, this awesome personality and, um, like, has crazy antics. So, like, again, it's it's about viewer empowerment. You get to choose what you want. If you just want, like, the best play in the world and goofy commentary, then, like, you can find Luis. Or if you want to find, you know, more amazing play and, like, 
a buttload of sarcasm and Lady Gaga than Owen's streaming, you know? Like, it's it's not like every single stream is just people playing Moto, so you pick the player or the player playing the format you like the most it's it's a form of entertainment there's there's more factors to it than that and that really gives uh the 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 viewers like way more options and and way more freedom which i really think is good and that's only going to increase as more and more people stream and as people start understanding what makes a good stream good yeah yeah, not just like, you know, sitting there mouth breathing and uh talking about, you know, whatever it happens yeah. to be happening on the screen. There's yeah. way way more to it. It's good. And I've been saying that forever and I just want to reiterate that point. Credit me. Jay's the real pioneer. <laughs> I just want to yeah. make sure that everybody knows that on like episode like five, I was like, No, I don't I gotta watch fucking Star City Games or GG's Live anymore because I just really want to watch neck, beard, mouth breathers talk about what I'm watching. <laughs> like, like in football, yeah. they talk about stats. And if they get it wrong or they sound like a fucking idiot, it doesn't matter. Because yeah. just something that is not just you telling me what I... Oh, it looks like... Yeah. Is that, what is that? Is that an island? What is that? What did you draw there? I can't <laughs> tell because it's shiny. And I'm like, it was obviously a fucking island. Everybody else knows it's an island. You're there. And even You're- if it's not an island, what difference does it make? Talk yeah. about, like... <laughs> The game plans or something. Yeah, no. no uh, you just I completely about understand that. Which is, which is what I'm really having fun with in my stream is you, in a game of Magic, there's all these, there's like these microtransactions, and then there's this like overall game plan, right? Like there's these small interactions or, or like potential interactions, and then there's things like matchup and format analysis. And in a game of Magic, you have to take all of that into account, whereas in an article, you'll maybe get one version of one of those things, but watching a stream, I can talk about, or while streaming, I can talk about every single thing that I'm considering, and you get a good taste of all of that, plus whatever crazy antics I happen to be doing, and then in between rounds, we get to talk about anime. Yeah. It's awesome. Everyone go watch streams, especially mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so for for everyone else that uh, is just jumping on board with this, where can they find your stream? Twitch TV slash AJ Soccer A J S C S A C H E R. Almost misspelled my own name. Um, <laughs> also, follow me on Twitter at Hudbot H U D B O T. That's um that's like what I use to announce when I'm streaming. Yeah, yeah, and don't worry, he will never follow you back. He follows like three people because the rest of us don't fucking matter. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and AJ has a very low tolerance for fucking trolling on his Twitter feed, so yeah. you will get blocked very quickly. He just yes. instantly blocks you. Instantly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time for for that shit. Yeah. I'm a busy man. <laughs> no, it's cool. Like it doesn't. It doesn't. Like people, uh, when they see that stuff, they like think I'm raging or whatever. But, like, I don't care. They're, they're just idiots, you know? Like, I, I just, I don't need that person in my life. So, I can, with one click of the mouse, completely remove them from my universe. It's awesome. I feel yeah. like God. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just wipe their existence from the face of the earth, and then I literally never have to deal with them again in my entire life. Pretty sweet. It was actually, there was actually one dude 
like he said something stupid on Twitter, and I like responded to him, and I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. Because I do try, like, if you're genuine, I do try and help and like converse with you. Um, if I see it, I don't use Twitter that much anymore. But um, if, but like, if then you're like still kind of being ignorant, then like I'll block you and not have to deal with it. But then. One time this happened, like, this guy said something stupid, and I tried to correct him, and he, like, didn't listen, and then, like, tried to insult me, and so I just blocked him. And then, on my stream, in my stream chat, when we were talking about something else, like, we were talking about, you know, the last game or whatever between rounds, um, he commented and was just like, hey, I said something stupid on Twitter, and I didn't mean it, and I'm really sorry. And I was like, alright, cool. And I, like, went and unblocked him. You know, That's like, good. people... Yeah, like people make mistakes, but like if you're if you're willing to just be like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> like I didn't know what I was talking about or whatever. Then like, yeah, I I have total respect for that. That happened to me on Facebook recently too. Like somebody said something stupid, and I was just, on my status, which I don't put up with at all. Um, because like my Facebook wall is like my personal corner of the internet. So again, like if I don't want you there, then I'm not gonna have you there. Um. So I, like, block someone, um, or I, I unfriend them, but they can still comment on it. So he comments on it, and it's just like, oh, sorry, like, I was just trolling, I shouldn't have done that. And I just, like, refriended him. No, I mean, so like, it turns oh, out that you're not the worst piece of exactly, shit Exactly, I'm not, planet. I'm not raging, I'm not a horrible <laughs> human being, I just... Because that's what, that's what people would have us believe. Exactly. <laughs> Apologies are accepted. I just, I just... That's insane, gonna... I can't believe I'm hearing this, that, like, that... Uh, somebody, much less a pro, much less AJ Soccer, is saying that apologies are accepted. I don't even... Nobody would ever guess that of me, but it's true. I have no idea what even is happening. What's going on? <laughs> is, this, is this even air that I'm breathing? Jesus! Yeah, like, like where... What? Like, oh my people god. Say, I mean, people say stupid shit all the time, and, like, they might correct. not realize that I don't put up with that. So then, if they realize what they said was stupid, and, like, actually want to continue to be part of my internet life and like i want them around you know somebody that's willing to back down uh when they realize they're wrong instead of just like blindly arguing like those those people are rare in the magic community yeah. so i do not mind keeping them around you hear that kids shave your neck beard just shave it <laughs> off that's all you have to do shave your right off you don't breathe look like through your nose Merlin. please <laughs> that's awesome <sighs> all right so, uh, AJ, you've got some um, some things you want to mention as well, right? You wanted to talk about uh, there's all like so much has happened since we've had you on the cast last, and you know it was right at the last time you're like, oh yeah, I'd love to come back. We're like, yeah, totally, anytime, and then we totally ignored you for like, yeah, I know. Months. So then, not then, not like, intentionally, not intentionally. And you and then you block uh, you you put me off for uh, Martell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love I love Martel, but come on. Yeah, we did that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's cool, <laughs> but we we had already had you on twice, so like we had to give Tom his second show. Plus, he did come out with that pristine control deck, which we've been playing the shit out of, and that was oh, just, sure, sure, sure. It was totally self serving. So, but uh, but I'm yeah, Tom. but we've got you now. So the floor is yours. What do you want All to right. talk about? Um, well, I have I have a couple stories. And, we like stories, but first. I want to bring up uh, a topic. Now, you fine folk are from our neighbor to the north. That's correct. Canada. And you recently had one 
Reed Duke on along with Gerard Fabiano. That is correct. Now, bear with me here. My theory is that Reed Duke is secretly Canadian. I thought you were going to say, is Gerard Fabiano. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody is Gerard Fabiano. Gerard Fabiano is not even Gerard Fabiano. (laughs) The dude is the unrealest person I've ever met. And I have a couple Gerard stories that I'm going to tell in a second. But, But Reed Duke, I'm pretty sure, is Canadian. Okay. Hear me out. Why? Okay. First of all, uh, Exhibit A. Look <laughs> at its hair. <laughs> okay. Right. Exhibit B. He wears collared shirts and tucks them in. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. That Exhibit is actually a thing. I know. Exhibit C. He is unbelievably nice to everyone all the time. Yes. Yeah, you know what? I thought that was going to be A. Because... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that stood out. That is not an American child. No. <laughs> I, I mean, I rest my case. Yeah, no, I, yeah, the, hey. the the unyielding politeness was pretty yeah. awesome. When yeah. I was hanging out with him in uh, in New York, I kept trying to get him to say like out or about or <laughs> <laughs> just you know test the waters a little, but I couldn't I couldn't get him to. That's awesome. Yeah, Reed was a pleasure to have on. Actually, I was. Yeah, he's um, awesome. Yeah, I I never really like before having him on the show. We had never had him, you know, never heard him speak. You know, <laughs> like yeah. he's always the stone faced stoic, you know, slayer at the table. You know, yeah, just and, very quietly a stone master. Yeah, and it was it was really nice. It was a, it was a pleasure to have him on. It was you know all of our conversations he and I setting up the show have been through Facebook. So like. Absolutely zero conversation when he jumped on. Was we we're all like, "Whoa!" It ma- I mean, it makes sense that you guys got along. You know, birds of a feather and all. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all related in some way up here, right? Exactly. <laughs> what like is the rumor in America that all Canadians are inbred? Is that is that are we, <laughs> are we the Northern Alabama? Is that a thing now? Like, you all descend from. Like the same lumberjack slash hockey player who like mated with a bear, <laughs> or the Chinese, or the yeah, Chinese. or the Chinese. Oh god, we're going to hell for that bit. There's like you know how they say that like uh, a seventh of the people in like Pan Asia are descendants of Genghis Khan. There was like there was like a, a Genghis Khan of Canada. But he was just like, but he very fucked a bear. And cordial. <laughs> he fucked the bear. He was polite and cordial, but he was also a bear fucker. Yeah. He fucked the bear. Well, you have what? to be polite what? to the bear. What? How else are you gonna fuck the bear without getting mauled? See, that's what all these people are doing wrong, right? They're getting yeah, exactly. attacked by the bear because they're like making loud noises and you know, <laughs> you know, using bear mace. No, you just gotta be polite and cordial to these these friendly beasts. Contrary to public belief, Bear Mace is not an aphrodisiac. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, now, I got a couple Gerard stories. First of all, we're we're playing poker at uh, the Borgata in Atlantic City. This was recently? Yes, very recently, as in like six days ago. Yeah. And, um... We're sitting. We're sitting at this table, and 
it, there, there like wasn't a tournament or anything. Like, there's no reason for for magic people to be there besides that we were just there to play poker. And um, we're sitting next to each other, which makes no sense, also. But <laughs> like, Gerard just like wants to have fun. Like, you know, expected value-wise, it's like so dumb to sit at the same table unless you're cheating. Yeah. And, but uh, I don't know. He's Gerard. So <laughs> we're sitting next to each other, and we're like joking. We're talking and joking and laughing, and we're so loud and obnoxious that the the girl that was sitting next to me like went to the other side of the table to get away from us. Um, we were having so much fun, and then dude comes over from another table across the room, and it's just like, "Hey, are you are you AJ Soccer?" Oh my god! Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah." Also, both of us have our Star City hoodie on, hoodies on, I think. Um. And he's just like, and I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh man, that's awesome. And he like extends the hand and shakes my hand. He's just like, hey, I'm a really big fan of your work. And I like didn't even know what to say. I was just like, uh, my my what? And he was like, your magic stuff, man. It's really good. Keep it up. And I was like, oh, th- thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. He's like, yeah, no problem, man. Take it easy. And then like goes back to his table. And I, I was like, holy shit, did that just happen? And Gerard's like. <laughs> Why is he a fan of you and not me? <laughs> I'm, I'm motherfucking Gerard Fabiano. I won a Grand Prix. What is this? <laughs> so he like turns around and like looks at the guy who's like sitting back at his table and is just like, dude, what the hell? Like screaming <laughs> this poker room at the Borgata. And, and, um, the guy like looks at him and is just like, oh, you're um, you're Fabiano, right? He's just like, yeah, just like, and the guy completely stone faced goes, yeah, I'm not as big of a fan of you. <laughs> and then goes back to his hand and like starts playing. Jiro's just like, what the fuck? What did I ever do to him? What is this? It was so awesome. Oh, that's classic. Oh, you Jiro Fabiano. Yeah. Oh, I'm just not a big as a fan of you. Yeah, yeah I just don't like you as much. Sorry. <laughs> So, like, eventually, eventually he comes back over, and, like, he's just like, no, I'm just kidding. Like, you know, I'm a fan of you, too. You're really funny. And, uh, and George, George just like, how did you recognize him and not me? Like, we're both wearing Star City hoodies, so that's not an excuse. And, like, the way the tables were, like, he should have been able to see Gerard way easier than me. And the guy just snaps off. Well, I mean, look at him. He's just got that, like, douchey face, you know? He's <laughs> like a douche, so I knew it was AJ because he's such a douche. Gerard's just like, yeah, okay, that's reasonable. Like, yeah, that happens all the time. (laughs) Jesus. It was pretty awesome. Uh, Which then reminds me of another story. When we were in Star City, uh, we were in Vegas for the Star City Vegas. Yeah. Um, We're playing one two with the Mirage, uh, me and CBM. And CBM, like, busted and didn't want to rebuy because he was tilty and was just, like, sitting and burning me. And somebody comes over and it, it, like, makes sense for somebody to be in Vegas, like the day before Star City Vegas. The Atlantic City thing is just bizarre. But, um, but he, so he comes over and he's just like, hey, you're AJ Satcher, right? And I'm just like, yeah. Oh, man. And he's just like, oh, man, that's awesome. You're here for the Star City thing? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, that's so cool. You think I could, like, get your autograph or something? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, hold on. I'm in a hand, you know? So, uh, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, hold, hold. He's like, no, it's cool. I'll get you later in the weekend. Like, I'll see you at the site. And I'm like, all right, cool, no problem. He's like, yeah, man, later, and leaves. And then I'm in this hand, and the guy in front of me 
refuses to act uh, until I tell everyone who I am. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. He's just, like, the dealer's like, it's on you, sir. He's like, yeah, 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 I know. But I want to know who this guy is and why that guy wanted his autograph. Like, what's, <laughs> what's the setup here? What's going on? <laughs> just like, oh, I play a children's card game. <laughs> <laughs> just, just don't face, like, I'm a Pokemon card grandmaster. Pretty much. I mean, not far off. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so awesome, sir. And how did the, t- how did right, the table sir? react to that? 150 to you, sir. Yeah. No, no. I want to know who no, no, the no. fuck I is. <laughs> yeah. No, no, right fucking now. I'm not fucking moving. My, my try, other story from that table me, is... Bitch. <laughs> the dude, dude sits down next to me and just looks like shit. He's just, like, super hungover. It's, like, 3 p.m. Um, I had just sat down. <laughs> And <laughs> like I thought for sure 3 a.m. was coming no, out. No, it's, like <laughs> it's still 3 in the afternoon. Yeah, 3 p.m. <laughs> and he, he like, comes and sits down and, like, disgruntled and whatever. And um, he, he, like, says something and has an Australian accent. So then uh, the dealer asks him why he's there. And he's just like, oh, I'm just, you know, here with some friends. Went out partying last night. Like, had a little too much. And... She's like, cool, cool. So he didn't, he didn't really want to talk. He, like, sat there for an hour or two. And then he started to sober up a little and was feeling a little better. And the, the dealer asked him about the tattoo on his hand. And on his hand, he had a four and a one, like, on his knuckles. You know, like, the, that, like, badass where knuckle yeah, tattoo. Yeah. It's just this, uh, there's just a four and a one and then nothing on the other two knuckles. And, um... So the dealer asked him about it, and he's just like, ah, no, I don't really want it. And, and I, I, I'm like, no, dude, now I have to know what, <laughs> what's the deal with the tattoo. And he's like, all right, well, you know, when I, when I turned 21, we all came to Vegas for my birthday. And um, I was trying to become a pro poker player, but I lost everything. Like, I, I brought my life savings, and we were here for two weeks, and we were supposed to grind and make a fortune, and I lost everything. And... Like, all I had left was $500. It's all the money I had in the world. And I I decided I wasn't good enough to play poker, so I went over to the roulette tables. I put it on the, I put all the money on the roulette tables, and I won. And it gave me enough money to, like, live off of for the next two months so I could get a real job. And the dealer's just like, whoa, dude, that's a crazy story, but what does that have to do with 41? <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, well... I it's put my it license on, plate number. He goes, no, I put I, I put it all on 14, and the tattoo artist got it wrong. <laughs> oh, 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 bad beat. Yeah. Oh, and the best God. part is, 41 isn't even on a roulette board. Yeah. So you can't even, like, pretend like that was the number. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so for the story of all time. It's pretty good. So then for the rest of the, oh. the session... Like, everyone at the table, we were just coming up with other stories that he could tell with 41 being, like, the crux of the story so that it would make sense. <laughs> wow. So we're just like, we, you cannot go around telling people that you're fucking stupid enough to get a 41 tattooed on your hand when it meant to be 14. Yeah, this is not an Offspring song. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so my last uh, poker slash Gerard story. So, Gerard tells me this story of, uh, I think it's Lorwyn Block constructed, and, um, he's burning this match, and the dude, 
Uh, it's like fairies versus five color. And the fairies guy has like an active bitter blossom and blah, blah, blah. He like attacks with five tokens. And the other guy flashes in a cloud thresher. And he like taps out to play a cloud thresher. And the guy's just like, yeah, it resolves. And then the guy who played the cloud thresher, like big fat European guy, turns around to all his Euro friends and goes, ha ha. Oh, and they say Cloud Thrasher's not good against fairies. Oh, my God. <laughs> and his opponent kills him. So then, so George tells me the story, and I'm just like, that's amazing. Oh, the, the, the European guy, he starts, when he turns around to his friends, he goes, lol, and they say oh Cloud Thrasher's not good against fairies. And then the guy's like, uh, lol, mirror weave it, you're dead. So then... <laughs> So we're we're at Atlantic City and we're playing, and Gerard gets in this hand. Um, Gerard's in the big blind. I'm in the small blind. Guy raises from middle position. I fold. Gerard calls with like ten four, just like no reason to call at all. But he's Gerard, so whatever. <laughs> um, so he's just like he flats pre flop with ten four. And the flop is like nine nine or no he has he has nine four and the flop is ten ten something and uh the guy uh, Gerard checks to the guy and uh the guy bets and Gerard just snap shoves on him like <laughs> immediately just sh- goes all in like a huge overbet. And the guy, like, thinks for a second, and he's, like, a total scene stir, like, Hollywooding it up, like, sizing up the stack and everything. And we're all just like, dude, just call. Like, whatever. We know you have an overpair. So he calls and, like, flips over kings, and Gerard, like, doesn't flip over his hand. And then, like, the turn and river are, like, 9-9. Nine, nine, and he turns oh, to me no. and goes, lol, and they say 9-4 is not a good hand. And oh, my God. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Fucking g fans, man. <laughs> yeah, he is the least real person I've ever met. One of my first interactions with him ever. I said, I know I said that was the last, my last Gerard story. You can just, like, edit out these ones that aren't good. But he, uh, <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> I'm playing him on Moto. Uh, it's a uh, shards block draft. And um, it's his play. I go, Forest go. He plays a 2-2 for two. And then I play Naya Panorama go. Or maybe it was Plains Naya Panorama. And he doesn't attack with his 2-2. And what? I'm just like, I, I mean, obviously I have Kasali Ambusher in hand. Yeah. It's like 100% obvious. But I, for the whole match, I'm just like, how does he not attack there? And then, like, later I just have to, like, hard cast it. And then, like, I end up barely losing. And he's just like, yeah, I knew you had it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who doesn't attack there? <laughs> I. I Eventually, I realized that he just doesn't attack there every time, and then the one time they do have Ambusher, he looks like a genius. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's not as ridiculous, but it's still pretty ridiculous. Oh, man. Those are my Gerard stories. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm like, I'm like monopolizing the podcast with Gerard stories. Yeah, it's okay. Honestly, you know what? We're we're at the point where we're entering into like <clears throat> new PTQ season anyway. How do you feel about the... Uh, the the finally fixed you know pro club slash op rules. oh my god I'm so happy 
I mean, some of the numbers are a little wonky, but that'll just take time to fix. But holy shit, am I glad they got rid of Planeswalker points. Those yeah. things were so bad for so many reasons. I, yeah. like, I'm just, I'm so, I'm not even, like, happy. I'm just relieved because I never would have guessed that Wizards would have, like, backed down on their own decisions so quickly. Like, they, that they actually, like, listened to the community and fixed their mistake right away is just, like, I'm so happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that, um, like, I mean, obviously the Planeswalker points are relevant, but the difference is, is now that the points that you're getting from FNM and, like, random shit, they're not counting towards anything except, like, buys and, you know, yeah. your your world, the the World Cup uh, qualifier, right? Right. So that's well, cool. And, it's but just I mean, like, it's, the, I mean, the fact that, like, if you look at the top 100, for this season, yeah, that is proof it is a bad system. Yeah, one hundred percent. And then, like the fact that, like there were at, at Worlds. I don't know if you guys know this, but at Worlds, since the things were five x, the side events, um, there were five dollar eight mans, and for signing up, wow. you got a Johnny Goldmane promo. Yeah. Oh my god. Which gosh. you could sell to a dealer for five dollars. Yeah, so what you just like sign up for unlimited. Right? So it was actual just arbitrage. Like you, you would just print planeswalker points. Yeah, that's what Bertoncini was doing. Was yeah. just like <laughs> quadrupling and like dropping every re like you. You literally never play a match of Magic, and you accumulate more points than is possible by actually like top eighting a PTQ. Yeah, it's terrible. I'm really glad to see that they fixed the multipliers, and I think that's one of the major, you know, concerns that a lot of people had as well. Um, like FNM, you know, instead of being at uh, three times multipliers now, now down to one, which is really relevant. Um, you know, they're still trying to monopolize their Magic Game Day, so that's fine. Yeah. Um, but like pre-releases and all that shit. I, anyways, I'm just really pleased to see that. That's what's most important. The Grand Prix. Um, I mean, what's times... most important is that they don't qualify for Pro Tours anymore. Well, exactly. exactly. That could be second. That could be yeah. second most important is that they fix the multiplier. That's true. But I think that like e even people were talking about the fact that listen, the Planeswalker points are fine if this is what you're going to insist on doing, but the multipliers are fucked. Right. Right. So I mean, at the very least, they fix that. The fact yeah. that they actually changed which points count for what is is even better. I mean, the uh, like Owen Sperling and Luis had a podcast about this recently. Yeah. And they're completely right in saying that, and, and it's the same with me, I do not know anyone who qualified for Planeswalker points that feels good about it. Yeah. Not a single person. Like, that's... Well, they're that's all fucking sacked, too, from spending, like, two days of doing nothing but, like, mono-grinding. Yeah. Uh, you know, or plus the weekends, right? So it's, like, four days of mono-grind from Thursday at midnight straight through. Yep. It's insane. And yeah. I'm very, very glad that's gone. And then the rules changes that got redacted, very happy about that. Those yeah. rule changes were fucking awful. I don't know. But, like, between Planeswalker points and the rules changes, I was just like, all right, like, time to move to Vegas and start playing poker. Because, like, those rules were just very obviously written by somebody who's never played competitive Magic. Yeah. It, like, they're... they're there's no excuse for someone who has played at a high-level tournament environment to think that those rules make sense. Yeah. So I'm very, very glad. Like, obviously, if that's what they want to do, then they need to print May on the cards. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't even believe that that was real. 
Yeah. I, I couldn't believe they're that moving, was Like, Wizards, or R&D, said they're trying to move away from May abilities because it, like, doesn't feel good for a new player to miss a May ability. Which is but true. Right, which is fine. I mean, I think that's stupid, but that's fine. But then you can't... Then, then the, the other side of that is that people are getting warnings and it's abusable, uh, like, purposefully forgetting these these things. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, there's all this potential for abuse, and they're, like, quote, fixed to that, to not just give out infinite warnings at every tournament, was, like, so convoluted and so stupid and so, yeah. uh, like, A, was unclear, which is the opposite of what you want in a rule, and B is, uh, like, basically left up to judgment, which is not what you want either, and C had so much potential for abuse. Yeah. Like, I, I literally, I sat on AIM and Skype when those went up for, like, three hours with a bunch of pro people talking about how many ways it was, like, super easy to cheat with the new rules. And, like, I mean, it was it was so easy to just come up with a million ways to cheat that it was, like, because, like, like, obviously we don't cheat. We're coming up with ways... Uh, or we're, we're thinking of ways that people are going to come up with to cheat us. Um, but the fact that we were able to so easily come up with so many of them, a bunch of people who don't cheat, <laughs> like, people who are skilled cheaters are going to tear that thing apart. Yeah. So I'm definitely glad they fixed that. Very relieved. So also, um, speaking of uh, of that, do you have any comments on the uh, the recent banning or no? Suspension, rather? Oh, Bernaccini's? Yeah. Um, I mean, not really. I Like, I don't want to get into it, because, like, there's just, there's no upside for me to get into it. Sure. Um, but I... Who, who, who does EV on conversations? That's insane. Hardest working man in Magic, you. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I'm, I'm like a quasi-public figure, right? So I can't just go around shit-talking anyone I want. Yeah, true. Because then it, like, makes me out to be a douche. Um, but, I mean, suffice to say, uh, I agree with the DCI's decision, mm-hmm. and am glad that, uh, it was made. Okay, that's fair. So, yeah, so, it, it sounds like, as far as organized play goes, like, they, I think they're working towards, um, I would expect we're gonna see something along the lines of, uh, competitive play, res- uh, taking away the penalty that that whole warning for failure to maintain game state if for your opponent's triggers, right? Like that's that's sort of the direction I think that they want ahead, right? For competitive events. Um, I don't know because it's like if you don't warn both players, then you're like the opportunistic cheat is now a free roll. Yeah. Like if if a werewolf is supposed to flip and my opponent doesn't flip it over, then it benefits me to pretend I don't see it. Yeah. And then if it gets caught, then we both get warnings. So that the fear of that warning might make me just using me as an example. Obviously I tell my opponent every time, but um <laughs> But, like, if you take that warning away from me, then I have no reason to tell him ever. Yeah, that's true. 
So like, I think the direction that you need to go in is make the abilities may. You have to go back into R&D and say that rules-wise, you need to what you necessarily want to do because the opportunity cost, or not opportunity cost, but the, the cost, the, the drawback of making them say may instead of must uh, is so low compared to the impacts it has on semi-competitive play, like PTQ level play. Yeah. That, um... Also, it's, like, why why did it. they why did they make the decision to change it at a higher level of play, but not FNM? That doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I mean, FNMers just kind of doing their own thing. But like, why would you make it not for FNM, but for something else? Like, shouldn't you shouldn't you be like? I, I'm just trying to imagine. Let's say, like, I start my child or my friend or my brother or like anybody <laughs> into like a new player into into like playing magic and where do i go like i'm not going to take them to a ptq you know from the kitchen table i'm going to take them to an fnm right and right. then and then so they learn how to play with maze and musts and then i take them you know after playing you know fnm and, and learning and, and breedings function completely differently and it's a higher level of play and they function in that like i just don't understand how that works like why like why didn't they do it the other way around, or if at all, right? Like, do you, like uh, the, the decisions. The decisions were made by two different, like two completely separate entities. The people who make the cards are not the same people that make the rules. Yeah, is is all that is. So it's just like this uh, communication breakdown where R and D has the best intentions in mind, but. Uh, the way rules, the rules people handle it is like they they have this other perfectly good intention in mind, but then their actions with these perfectly good intentions conflict with each other. And like, I mean, that happens that happens in, in pretty much any company, but it happens in Wizards a lot, where it's like, uh, like if they were a Magic player, it'd be like their decisions don't make sense. Where it's like. One turn, they'll attack like they're going to race, and then the next turn, they, like, don't play a burn spell or whatever. Or it's just, like, their 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 plays don't line up at all. Like, yeah. they, it, it's it's just, like, individual decisions being made on uh, individual subjects rather than uh, a, a sort of cohesive unit working towards one end game. Mm. And that's like, that's, like, a flaw in the way that companies are made, not necessarily uh, in... In, inside of Hasbro or Wizards of the Coast or whatever, because the same thing happened with the the OP changes. Um, like the people who made those decisions were like these. Uh, it was like the OP people and the president of Watsi and these like Hasbro marketing guys. So just like as far removed, like degrees and the community as possible, and all the R and D guys who. Granted, are pretty removed from the community, but are much closer than those guys, and have all almost all like played at some competitive level, or at least have respect for the game as a competitive game. Were like almost unanimously unanimously against it, against like all the OP changes. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's not their decision to make. You just need like a, a mediator between heads, I guess. Yeah. And you know what? And they do. They 
they they try, right? And I think that the fact yeah, it's that way harder went, than it sounds. Yeah, and I think the fact that they went through and and redacted all the changes and said, okay, well, we're gonna tr- try it again when it's perfect. Yeah, that's that says something. So yeah, for sure. Very Anyways, I hate to like swoop in and cut this one short, but like we are running uh, a little bit a uh, little bit on in the cast, and we want to move right. along to your any scumbag stories that you said you picked up along the way as well. Um, I had a bunch. I forgot most of them, but. <laughs> So, a well-known pro who shall remain unnamed, despite a, our endless prodding, yes, uh, is playing uh, this no-name guy at I think it's a GP. It might have been a Star City thing. I'm pretty sure it's a GP though. And um, <laughs> so the guy like taps out and plays a creature, and then the well-known pro is like, "Can I go?" And the guy says, a pretty girl like you can do whatever she wants. <laughs> and the guy's like, uh, excuse me? So he repeats it. I said, a pretty girl like you can do whatever she wants. And the well-known pro, <laughs> instead of being like, all right, that's a little weird, or like laughing at the obvious joke, calls a judge and then berates the judge into giving him a match loss for unsportsmanlike. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Oh my god, how long ago did that happen? Very recently. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that happened this year. Insane. Insane yeah. scumbaggery. Yeah. I hope no, that was Conley was... Woods. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a piece of shit. Especially after the thrashing he gave us both last night. What a fucking Dude, that, that that video from Worlds where they're interviewing Conley... And about, like, getting razzed. Have you guys seen that video? Please tell yeah. me you've seen the video. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so good. And then they cut to Owen. They're like, Conley, uh, it seems like you guys razzed, uh, you were getting razzed last night. And he's just like, yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're all friends. We all kind of give each other shit. And the interviewer's just like, yeah, but it mostly seemed like it was you getting shit. And no one else. <laughs> what's, uh, what's that all about? And he's just like, oh, well, you know, I'm kind of the butt of the joke and blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, I take it lightly and blah, blah, blah. And then they cut to Owen, and they're like, is there anyone that you wish that when you beat, that you could beat and have them get up and walk away from the table crying? And he just snap responds, yes, obviously, Conley Woods. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He said said much the same when he was on our cast, actually. Apparently, Conley just takes shit from the entire CFB team all day. Yeah, it's awesome. They said, they used to, um, like... Uh, in their practice sessions, they would like take votes and have people rank the everyone in the team of play skill, like one to whatever, like one to ten. <laughs> yeah. And everyone had Conley as dead last, except for Conley had Matt Nass below him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that depends. Is it a format where elves is legal? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So I guess um. With the change, uh, so with the changes now to uh, to all the points and stuff, um, are you planning on doing more Grand Prix then, or are you going to stay on the Star City circuit, or what's your plan? Uh, pretty much neither. Oh, all right, cool. So, yeah. w- what are I'm you going to go to? I'm going to go to like a couple key Grand Prix in like good locations. Um, uh, like I th- I'm thinking about going to GP Kobe, um, and then Baltimore is like kind of near my house. But besides that, my plan is, like, pretty much just the four Invitationals, the Star City Invitationals. So, 
you're just going to like play once, qualify, and move on, or are you permanently qualified with your level? Uh, yeah, level eight, I'm already qualified for the Invitational. So with the reduced prize structure, um, I pretty much have no incentive to go to an Open. Like, instead of Opens being their own circuit, now yeah. they're pretty much just PTQs for the Invitational. Gotcha. Which is like, it's not better or worse, it's just different. Mm-hmm. Um, it just happens to be way, way worse for me and the four other people in my situation. Right. And then the Grand Prix, it's like, when you when you could top 16 them, it was like a huge PTQ. And then like with an actual PTQ the next day, so like there's like 17 slots. And that's a large part of the reason I went to Grand Prix. Because mm-hmm. um, they're like way easier than PTQs these days. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then they announced that with Planeswalker points, nobody from the Grand Prix were qualifying, which is stupid. And then they're like, all right, all right, that's not fair. The person who wins the Grand Prix gets qualified, which is like, if you win a Grand Prix, you're going to have enough Planeswalker points to be qualified anyway, first of all. And yeah. second of all, that's the hardest PTQ I've ever heard of. <laughs> it's like yeah. 2,000 people, multiple level eights. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to win that PTQ. And now it's, now it's say, they're saying top four, which, again, the fact that it's not... You, you can't do top four without just doing top eight. Yeah. Um. Like, I understand not wanting to pass down to 16. What they used to do was top 16, and then it passes down. Like, if somebody's already qualified, then it goes to the ninth place guy. Yeah. But that's, like, kind of convoluted and hard to do. So, I think just top eight qualified. I think, and I think future. the only reason that they don't do that is because then, you know, that whole on-the-bubble, missing-on-breakers bullshit is just, yeah, exactly. like, Well, like, know, that's the thing with the pro tours now is it's 25, 25 qualify. Like, yeah. What what about that guy getting 26? You know? Like, when it's when you need to top 50, then, like, getting 51st, it's like, you could have done so much better at that tournament. Whereas, if you get 26th at a Pro Tour, you top 32 a Pro Tour, that's really good. Yeah. Like, if you get 26th, you should be able, at, like, your first Pro Tour, you should be able to be happy about that. But if you're not qualified for the next Pro Tour off of it, then I don't know how happy you could actually be. Mm. So, again, the numbers need tweaking. I think that I understand that they want the Pro Tours smaller, but you need a way to be able to chain PTs. You need it. Without it, you have no way to get the next generation of Pro players. Unless they, like, happen to spike their first Pro Tour. You know, you have no way to build... Uh, a player into a, a pro tour superstar by like letting them level four for a couple years and and really learn the game at a higher level. Um, so I think the numbers should be top eight of Grand Prix, top thirty two of PT. Yep. But and then like maybe only top sixteen of a PT gets flights or whatever. So like I don't I don't know what part of the, what fraction of their budget is going where. Um, again, I'd have to like get inside Watsy yeah. to like do all that, but I, yeah. I definitely think that not uh, like twenty fifth is also like an arbitrary cutoff. Uh, you should you should do the cutoffs in in the traditional sense of eight sixteen thirty two sixty four. Um, fifty was like okay because whatever it's the number fifty, and then uh, GP top eight like they they've also talked about how heavily they're going to increase coverage for next year. Mm-hmm. 
in the fact that they're only letting four of the top eight because I can see a lot of concessions in the top eight of a P, of a GP, which is not what you want. Yeah. Just let the top eight qualify and then figure it out from there. Yeah, I hear you. All right. Well, AJ, man, it's been like an awesome night <clears throat> having you on. It's been, uh, you know, really informative. Stories are awesome. And uh, you, we you. really totally appreciate, you know, picking your brain on the stream thing because it's 100% where everyone should be headed. And if you're not, you're behind. Yeah. So pretty awesome. I guess uh, we'll we'll just uh, roll into shout outs if that works out for you. Sounds good. You got any? Me? I got to go first? No, fine. Yes. Yeah, the guest <laughs> always goes first. All right. All right, fine. Um, shout outs to myself. <laughs> Always classically the hardest working guy in Magic. Yeah, exactly. Having me on again. It was a lot of fun. Um, hopefully I can come on again and, uh, I won't get bumped from Martel this time. Um, find my articles at StarCityGames.com, my stream at TwitchTV slash AJ Soccer, and I have a YouTube channel which is the AJ Soccer, and I actually recently posted a story, a scumbag story on there, if you guys are interested in that, uh, of oh. a time I got cheated by Katsuhiro Mori. And, um, <laughs> and my Twitter is Hudbot, H-U-D-B-O-T, and whenever I post anything on my YouTube or I start streaming or I'm on any podcast, I tweet it. So the best way to get, or, or an article goes up or anything, so the best way to make sure you don't miss any uh, AJ content is to just follow me on Twitter. Yeah. These are actually just not shoutouts, by the way. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's shouting out to himself and shouting yeah, out to myself. at the same time. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> My actual outward shoutouts are like Gerard and the Glove Club. Yeah, yes. Glove Club. You're still going to have to tell us one day, off air if need be, about what this Glove Club is. Cause it's, First rule we, of Glove Club. Well, that's fine. You don't do it in public anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, so that, I guess, shout out to, to you, AJ, for being patient and coming on and, and really bringing the game. That's, uh, it was, it's pretty sweet to have you on. Mm-hmm. Um, shout outs to, uh, to Conley for helping us out with our stream last night and jumping on, um, trolling the living hell out of us and making for an entertaining evening. So everybody make sure you go and check that out. Uh, I just want to also thank everybody that did happen to come out and check it out. It was an absolute riot of a time. Reading the streams were hilarious. Um, and it's, it's certainly a valuable experience that, that we're going to really look at, uh, taking forward as well, because not only is it, you know, a really good medium from the, you know, teaching and education perspective, but uh, I think there's also space for it in the entertainment sector, uh, which sort of where where I feel we're filling. So could be some interesting things uh, coming down the road there as well. Uh, shout out to Jay for still being conscious at this hour, uh, mm. dude. It's pretty it's pretty awesome. Um, after what you've been through the last couple of days with uh, this last night and work and today, uh, that's pretty good. Um, Shout out to uh, Mo for loaning me all those cards on Moto. You're the man, buddy. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it for me. Um, yeah, shout out to everyone who showed their appreciation for all the things that we do on a, you know, every year. And 
And, you know, all, all to the fans because this is why we do it. Yep, that's it. Oh, shout out to that fan that found me at the casino. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, AJ, I have to thank you as well. Um, in addition to obviously not just coming on, but you have done a fantastic job this week, more so than any of your previous appearances, on hyping the living shit out of your appearance with us tonight. So I, have to <laughs> I do I, that. That's something I do certainly go out of my way to appreciate. That that's pretty awesome. No problem. So, all right. Uh, J-K-Y-T, which one is next? I'll, I'll let Jay go last. So, um, AJ, thanks so much for uh, being on. And like mm-hmm. uh, Scott said, uh, for like on Twitter, you sounded really enthusiastic about being on and being on again. So that makes us feel really good. So I appreciate that a lot. Um, Shout-outs to Conley. I was watching the stream. Um, I couldn't. I was late, so I couldn't make it. But uh, he might be last. On the channel Fireball team, but uh, on the A team list, he's he's up there. He's up there <laughs> at the top. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna quickly plug Chris Lansdale. I just think uh, Kyle's gonna link up. Um, he's trying to get his way to uh, GP Vancouver, and he's a, a friend of the cast, so uh, we're gonna try to help him out to do that. Um, shouts to my sister. Uh, unknown to the listeners, I was actually podcasting outside my house, um, and it's freezing, <laughs> and I was surprised I haven't become a snowman yet, but uh, she rescued me roughly 20 minutes ago, and, and I'm going. Um, that's my shout-outs for uh, this week. Jay? Zip, zip. Uh, shout-out to AJ for coming back and uh, being somewhat interesting this time. Uh, <laughs> shout out to um, who else have a shout out fuck man everybody's just a piece of shit fuck Conley Woods that's my shout out <laughs> fuck Conley Woods um, shout out to Fat Brandon uh, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> large large Brandon or whatever the hell his name was last night yeah big Fat Brandon yeah. what else shout out to um, oh shout out to AJ, who has never regretted a draft oh, you pick did, ever. You didn't ask. So I just—I forgot to ask. This is the one question I had to ask, but you were just—you just never stopped talking. So yeah, um, <laughs> I talked a lot. Um, have you ever regretted a draft pick? Ever? Not once in my life. I'm so much better at limited than Anton Janssen that it's ridiculous. <laughs> who is Anton Janssen? Moving on. I, I have to give. Do you actually not know, or controlling? This will remain a secret. Um, I have to give a shout out uh, to everybody who watched our stream. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that AJ's response very simply is just Jesus. It's fucking awesome. (laughs) Oh my god, what have you guys gotten into? Okay, um, (laughs) I have to give a shout out to everybody who supports us and watches our stream. Um, I hope that that's something that we can continue to do. That's pretty sweet. Um, and uh, what else? Oh, shout out to Mo, who I'm actually just never going to play fucking EDH with ever again. You piece of shit garbage motherfucker. EDH is supposed to be fun, and like, yeah, you're supposed to play like some fun things. But this guy is just a fucking... Dude, dude, like, he cast... Hold on. He, ca- he slung four cruel ultimatums in one commander game. That's what I thought too. Like the, that's, the I got hit with two, two turns over the course of two turns. One of which was not his. 
It was fucking insane. He's like, I'm like, I attack you with Primeval Titan because I have to get some land because I had three lands and a soul ring and you fucking blatant feveried my soul ring because you're a fucking asshole. And he's like, oh, okay, I cast Quicken and then I cast Cruel Ultimatum. No, you cast Rite of Replication. Rite of Replication would Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quicken, and- Rite of Replication. And then, and then what happened? Then somebody and was then, like, then oh, then I popped goes- an O-Stone. So then he just fucking twin casts right of replication. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he fucking and then he fucking casts four cruel ultimatums, two of them on Scotty's turn, two of them on his. <laughs> just fuck that guy. Thank you for letting me cards so that In I could play. Singleton commander. It was really awesome. Thanks for letting me cards, but fuck you. You're just a fucking piece. He's like that kid. Did you ever like play with someone who didn't have cards and you'd like lend him a really bad deck and play with a really good deck? Yeah, and he would just crush you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to give a sh- like Mo is like I have to give a shout out to Mo because he's like the kid that you played cops and robbers with and you shoot that kid at like point blank and he's like no you missed yeah and then he just punches you in the eye and he's like see I didn't miss fuck fuck no fuck I'm wearing it, a bulletproof vest that also yeah. is so I can fly yeah and then he was also he was also the first person because then like the next week you'd be playing cops and robbers. And so you'd use the bulletproof vest defense, and then he'd be like, "No, I have hollow points." And you're yeah. like six. You're like, "What the fuck are those?" What is yeah. this guy talking about? And then you're like, you're thinking about it. You're like, "Man, I know some science. Wouldn't hollow points be awful? Like they just be flimsy, light, shitty bullets? What? What is this guy talking about? This guy doesn't know anything." And then you just stop playing with him. You filled your super soaker up with pee and shot him in the mouth. Yeah, you take your ball and go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You like buy you like split a video game with him and he's like, I'll keep it at my house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's Mo. Mo is a fucking piece of shit garbage. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Those are my shout outs. <laughs> Poor Mo. Poor Mo. Fuck Mo. Pick two curse of death's hold? Yoink. What at your draft? Oh my god. Dude, you were like complaining that you needed to go to bed and, and then you jumped the draft. <laughs> You need to drop with AJ one time, yeah. <laughs> I just want to get the five mo- into the mob hell, and then I want to play him when he's streaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's the mod deck, bruh! <laughs> just into the mob hell, you so we have no creatures and no land. Go. <laughs> Alright, guys, well, thanks so much have, for listening, and uh, I guess we'll see you all in the new... Well, I guess this goes up in the new year, right? So, Happy New Happy Year! Happy New Year! <laughs> All right. Yeah, sorry guys. That was my bad. It's fine. AG AG hasn't been able to fix his Uh, mic for the last 10 years. Yeah, I can't. I can. It's just like. It should be able to do something, and I don't know how to make it do it, and. It's frustrating. (laughs) Oh. And, Jay, I'm actually stuck outside my house. <laughs> what? What the fuck? Why? My sister's not home, and I, like, left my keys in my room. And my parents went to, to Ottawa, so... Oh, my fucking God, you guy. <laughs> what a dirtily. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, on top of that, I overslept on the bus, so I had to, like, walk... 20 minutes to get home, only to realize I couldn't get in, like, 
Oh man, that's so brutal. Sounds like justice to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> sweet, sweet justice. Hold on, we look like a bunch really of fucking shit. Here. Really cold. KYT is on a cell phone outside of his house, and AJ <laughs> doesn't have a mic, and I said that I wouldn't be late, and I wanted to start showing <laughs> and I was fucking late. Like, I can just imagine what AJ tells his friends about it. <laughs> <laughs>